We're counting down the moments until our getaway, which is why I'm working hard on my vacation bod by eating lean and sweating out a seven-minute workout each and every day. I only started two weeks before the trip, though, so I might have been destined for failure from the beginning, but that failure was assured just the other day when I was at the grocery store lured down the cookies, crackers, and cakes aisle, only to end up with a cart full of Oreo cookies still reaching for more while I hollered chips ahoy like a scurvy-ridden sailor. Which is why today, I want to speak about steamboats, action stations, and aqualungs as we take a deep dive and conceptualize joshing around. Chips Ahoy are Nabisco's version of a chocolate chip cookie. These cookies are so chock full of chocolate chips that Nabisco's advertising agency has long dared consumers to try and take a bite of the cookie without indeed biting into a chocolate chip. Chips Ahoy are the number three selling cookie in the United States, second only to Oreo. What do you mean? I thought you said they were number three. Well, I did. Private labels, number one. Think about this store brand Choco Vanilla Cream cookie that are just so salty. They almost taste dirty. Oh, so good. Chips Ahoy marketed under that name in the United States, Canada, in Europe. In Latin America, Chips Ahoy is referred to as Choco Chips. And in Indonesia, they're much more conservatively referred to simply as Chips of Hoy. Before Donald Duck left comedy to instead focus his talents on groundbreaking educational films such as Donald Duck and Math Magic Land, he made one last cartoon with Walt Disney. Featuring Chip and Dale, Chips Ahoy showcases the antics that occur when Chip and Dale take Donald Duck's boat to cross a lake that stands between them and many acorns. As popular as this movie was when it came out in 1956, it wasn't the inspiration for the cookies of the same name when they debuted in 1963. Instead, both the cartoon and the cookies take their name from a popular nautical expression, Ships Ahoy. I don't want to make you say etymologies enough already, so I won't get into the leagues on this, but as to the origins of the phrase Ships Ahoy, I'll read the beginning of two separate entries, one for Hoy, one for Ahoy. Ahoy was a small sloop rigged coasting ship or a heavy barge used for freight. Ahoy is a signal word used to call a ship or a boat, stemming from the Middle English cry, hoy, which I won't dispute, but having it attached to, hey, ships, hey, ships, come here. I'm not sure if I believe it, and no one else seems to know either, because whether you believe it or not, sailors weren't very literate, so there's not written proof of this phrase until 1751. But ahoy has to do with either a Royal Navy ship from the 16 and 1700s or a merchant marine ship full of tasty goods to steal. So what I'm here to say is that pirates were probably screaming out, ships of hoy, watch out, here comes the navy, or ships of hoy, let's go get ours. If you follow that logic, then the Indonesians are the only ones who have properly named their cookies. Whether you're fighting ships of hoy or otherwise, naval battles have often begun with a call to action stations, which is why when my parents were opening up a video arcade in the early 80s, my grandfather, a veteran of World War II, suggested upon seeing all these sit-down video games like Tron that they call it action stations, which is a great suggestion, except the youngest veteran of World War II at the time would have been close to 60, not necessarily the audience you're looking for for a cutting-age video arcade. 
Our video arcade shuttered fast, but the name Action Stations didn't have much to do with it. Instead, we've mentioned it before, it was all the fault of former San Francisco 49ers owner Eddie DeBartolo. But while it lasted, that video arcade was a great babysitter to me. From ages 2 to 4, my parents could just park me on a stool in front of Burger Time, Qbert, or Miss Pac-Man, and I could play the day away. We had most of the popular games of the era, including Donkey Kong and Tron, which people played but nobody seemed to love. It must have a following, though, because they've made another Tron movie, and in fact, they're making a new Tron ride right next to Space Mountain at Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom. It's great when Disney opens new attractions, especially when they're e-ticket rides. Often, though, that means saying goodbye to cherished attractions of the past. I still long for Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, even though the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh are wonderful. My dad's a big fan of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, though I'm sure we'll all agree New Fantasyland's better having Snow White's Mind Train. A lot of Disney's magic comes from transporting us back to a not-too-distant past that in our mind seems perfect, kind of like those red hats say. But as we move forward into the future, sometimes that perfect past needs to be repainted as is currently the case at Magic Kingdom's Frontierland, because I don't know if you've noticed, but kids today aren't playing cowboys and Indians, much to Woody's dismay. And while the whitewash might be on the wall at Tom Sawyer's Island, because the riverboat that runs round it, you know, the Liberty Bell, has been shuttered, and now it stands for decoration only, which is great news if they finally build some bridges to alleviate the dead end at the end of Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, but it's terrible news for any of us that hoped for a wonderful working retirement. Joshing around, Killjoy here calling from sunny Southern California where we live on West Coast Disneyland time. And we always clock into Joshing around way too late in the day for uh, him to effectively drop him on his podcast. But here's the deal, because I have put a plan in motion that I will one day get to when I am an old man. That is right. My old man job that I will earn a living wage at is driving that boat around Tom Sawyer's Island 40 times a day. I have, uh, I'm trying to uh, figure out what path I need to get on to where I can end up waving to the kids, waving to Star Wars land, and waving to that fun line walking into Pirates of the Caribbean. How do I get this job, the old man job of the century? Captain... Whatever that boat is. Have a good weekend, Josh, and around. Killjoy, thanks for the call-in. Out west in Disneyland, that riverboat that you'll one day captain is called the Mark Twain. No matter what they're called, though, I'm surprised these authentic steamboats don't have more call-outs to Steamboat Willie, what's thought to be the debut of Mickey and Minnie Mouse. It wasn't, though, because they first appeared in a silent test cartoon called Plane Crazy, where Mickey's trying to fly an airplane to imitate Charles Lindbergh. That didn't go over well with audiences, failed to pick up a distributor, so Steamboat Willie came first, followed by the Gallopin' Gaucho, and the barn dance before playing crazy finally made it to the silver screen. I might be playing crazy as I recently ordered some health food supplies via airmail. What I received was pure MCT oil whose huge bottle tells me that it thermogenically supports a healthy body composition, but I still don't know what that means. MCT refers to medium chain triglycerides whose fatty acids have an aliphatic tail of 6 to 12 carbon atoms. Okay, but still, it seems when it comes to dietary relevance, 
that some studies have shown that MCTs can help in the process of excess calorie burning, thus weight loss. But I'm here to tell you, I bought it for more nefarious purposes. The long and the short of it is, I have this MCT oil so I can blend my own medicine. Because remember, I'm very sick and I need cannabis to be well, but the state of Florida says that I can't smoke it. So instead, I've been vaping it. But the companies that sell me this vape oil charge a whole lot. However, they'll sell me a concentrate that I can mix myself. Upon doing a lot of research, it seems the best thing to do is a coconut or palm oil that contains MCT. But I've got to watch out because if I don't do it right or use propylene glycol, I could end up with lipid pneumonia. Now, I still could, and that sounds serious because this is a specific form of lung inflammation that develops when lipids enter the bronchial tree. So it seems I just can't win for losing. So here I am trying to get healthy. All the while, I may come down with something also known as cholesterol pneumonia. Still though, Better than getting popcorn lung, also referred to as bronchiolitis obliterans, this may be caused by the inhalation of airborne didactyl, a chemical used to produce the artificial butter flavoring found in microwave popcorn. It was first discovered when eight workers at a popcorn plant came ill in 2000, and then again in 2007 when a heavy consumer of microwave popcorn got sick himself, showing that anybody can feel the effects of inhaling too much didactyl. And while the FDA still says this product is safe, Many popcorn producers have removed the ingredient. Still though, I say if you see a coworker heading off to microwave some corn, tell him to pop it in secret. Back when I used to self-medicate, we had something called an aqualung that would use gravity to pull smoke through a water filter system. And while I'm sure it was nothing like Jacques Cousteau's aqualung, it probably was similar to Jethro Tull's. Now though, it's time to stand this episode on one leg and let the flute play. Thanks for manning your action station while the boat had steam. Remember to take shallow breaths when popping corn aboard the Mark Twain and let the Liberty Bell ring. It's always a wild ride when we get together, especially after eating too many chocolate chips. And while Alexander Graham Bell suggested we answer the phone with an ahoy hoy, these days I'm sure he would just text. So with that, allow me to say farewell until we say hoy to more joshing around.